Runo forty seven of Kalevala, the Land of the Heroes, by Elias Lunrock, translated by William Forsell Kirby, eighteen forty four to nineteen twelve. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Runo forty seven, the robbery of the sun and moon. Argument: The moon and sun descend to listen to Vainamoinen's playing. The mistress of Pohjola succeeds in capturing them, hides them in a mountain, and steals the fire from the homes of Kalevala. Ukko, the supreme god, is surprised at the darkness in the sky and kindles fire for a new moon and a new sun. The fire falls to the ground, and Vainamoinen and Ilmarinen go to search for it. The virgin of the air informs them that the fire has fallen into Lake Alue and has been swallowed by a fish Vainamoinen and ilmarinen try to catch the fish with a net of bast but without success Vainamoinen, old and steadfast on his kantala was playing long he played and long was singing and was ever full of gladness in the moon's house heard they playing came delight to the sun's window and the moon came from his dwelling standing on a crooked birch tree and the sun came from his castle sitting on a fir tree's summit to the kantala to listen filled with wonder and rejoicing lohi pohjola's old mistress old and gap-toothed dame of poya set to work the sun to capture in her hands the moon seized likewise from the birch the moon she captured and the sun from fir tree's summit straightway to her home she brought them to the gloomy land of poya then she hid the moon from shining in the mottled rock she hid him sang the sun to shine no longer hidden in a steel-hard mountain and she spoke the words which follow nevermore again in freedom shall the moon arise for shining nor the sun be free for shining if i come not to release them if i do not go to fetch them when i bring nine stallions with me which a single mare has littered when the moon away was carried and the sun had been imprisoned deep in pohjola's stone mountain in the rocks as hard as iron then she stole away the brightness and from vainula the fires and she left the houses fireless and the rooms no flame illumined therefore was the night unending and for long was utter darkness night in kalevala for ever and in vainula's fair dwellings likewise in the heavens was darkness darkness round the seat of ukko life without the fire was weary and without the light a burden unto all mankind twas dismal and to ukko's self twas dismal ukko then of gods the highest in the air the great creator now began to feel most strangely and he pondered and reflected what strange thing the moon had darkened how the sun had been obstructed that the moon would shine no longer and the sun had ceased his shining then he stepped to cloudland's borders on the borders of the heavens wearing now his pale blue stockings with the heels of varied colour and he went the moon to seek for and he went to find the sunlight yet he could not find the moonlight nor the sun he could discover in the air a light struck ukko and a flame did ukko kindle from his flaming sword he struck it sparks he struck from off the sword-blade from his nails he struck the fire from his limbs he made it crackle 
high above aloft in heaven on the starry plains of heaven when the fire had thus been kindled then he took the spark of fire in his golden purse he thrust it placed it in his silver casket and he bade the maiden rock it told the maid of air to rock it that a new moon might be fashioned and a new sun be constructed on the long cloud's edge she sat her on the air marge sat the maiden there it was she rocked the fire there she rocked the glowing brightness in a golden cradle rocked it with a silver cord she rocked it then the silver props were shaken rocked about the golden cradle moved the clouds and creaked the heavens and the props of heaven were swaying with the rocking of the fire and the rocking of the brightness thus the maid the fire was rocking and she rocked the fire to brightness with her fingers moved the fire with her hands the fire she tended and the stupid maiden dropped it dropped the flame the careless maiden from her hands the fire dropped downward from the fingers of its guardian then the sky was cleft asunder all the air was filled with windows burst asunder by the fire sparks as the red drop quick descended and a gap gleamed forth in heaven as it through the clouds dropped downward through nine heavens the drop descended through six spangled vaults of heaven said the aged Vinamoinen smith and brother ilmarinen let us go and gaze around us and the cause perchance discover what the fire that just descended what the strange flame that has fallen from the lofty height of heaven and to earth beneath descended of the moon tis perhaps a fragment of the sun perchance a segment thereupon set forth the heroes and they wandered on reflecting how they might perchance discover how they might succeed in finding where the fire had just descended where the brightness had dropped downward and a river flowed before them and became a lake extensive and the aged Vinamoinen straight began a boat to fashion in the wood he worked upon it and beside him ilmarinen made a rudder out of fir-wood made it from a log of pine-wood thus the boat at length was ready rowlocks rudder all completed and they pushed it in the water and they rowed and steered it onward all along the river neva steering round the cape of neva ilmatar the lovely damsel eldest daughter of creation then advanced to meet the heroes and in words like these addressed them who among mankind may ye be by what names do people call you said the aged Vinamoinen, you may look on us as sailors i am aged Vinamoinen. ilmarinen smith is with me but inform us of your kindred by what name do people call you then the matron made them answer i am oldest of all women of the air the oldest damsel and the first of all the mothers five times now have i been married six times as a bride attired whither do you take your journey whither heroes are you going said the aged Vinamoinen, and he spoke the words which follow all our fires have been extinguished and their flames died down in darkness long already were we fireless and in darkness were we hidden but at length have we determined that the fire we ought to seek for which has just dropped down from heaven from above the clouds has fallen then the woman gave them answer and she spoke the words which follow hard it is to track the fire and the bright flame to discover it has evil wrought already and the flame has crime committed 
for the red spark has shot downward and the red ball has descended from the realms of the creator where it was by ukko kindled through the level plains of heaven through the void aerial spaces downwards through the sooty smoke-hole downward through the seasoned roof-tree of the new-built house of turi of a wretched roofless dwelling when the fire at length came thither in the new-built house of turi evil deeds he then accomplished shocking deeds he then accomplished burning up the maidens bosoms tearing at the breasts of maidens and the knees of boys destroying and the master's beard consuming and her child the mother suckled in a cradle of misfortune thither too the fire rushed onward and its evil work accomplished in the cradle burned the baby burning too the mother's bosom and the child went off to mana and the boy went straight to tuoni thus it was the infant perished and was cast into destruction in the red flame's fiery torture in the anguish of its glowing great the knowledge of the mother and to manala she went not means she knew to ban the fire and to drive away its glowing through the little eye of needle and across the back of axe-blade through the sheath of glowing sword-blade past the ploughed land did she drive it Vainamoinen, old and steadfast heard her words and then made answer whither has the fire retreated whither did the pest take refuge was it in the field of turi in a lake or in a forest then the matron made him answer and she spoke the words which follow when from thence the fire departed and the flame went wandering onward first it burned o'er many districts many districts many marshes rushed at last into the water in the billows of lake alue and the fire rose up all flaming and the sparks arose all crackling three times in the nights of summer nine times in the nights of autumn rose the lake the height of fir trees roaring rose above the lake banks with the strength of furious fire with the strength of heat all flaming on the bank were thrown the fishes on the rocks the perch were stranded and the fishes looked around them and the perch were all reflecting how they could continue living perch were weeping for their dwellings fish were weeping for their homesteads perches for their rocky castles and the perch with back all crooked tried to seize the streak of fire but the perch was not successful seized upon it the blue poen down he gulped a streak of fire and extinguished thus its brightness then retired the lake of alue and fell back from all its margins sinking to its former level in a single night of summer when a little time passed over fire pain seized on the devourer anguish came upon the swallower grievous suffering on the eater up and down the fish swam turning swam for one day and a second all along the poen's island clefts and rocks where flocked the salmon to the points of capes the thousand bays among a hundred islands every cape made declaration every island spoke in this wise nowhere in these sluggish waters in the narrow lake of alue can the wretched fish be swallowed or the hapless one may perish in the torture of the fire in the anguish of its glowing but a salmon trout o'erheard it and the poen blue he swallowed when a little time passed over fire pains seized on the devourer anguish came upon the swallower grievous suffering on the eater up and down the fish swam turning swam for one day and a second 
through the clefts where flock the salmon and the depths where sport the fishes to the points of capes a thousand bays among a hundred islands every cape made declaration every island spoke in this wise nowhere in these sluggish waters in the narrow lake of alue can the wretched fish be swallowed or the hapless one may perish in the pain of burning fire in the anguish of its glowing but a grey pike hurried forward and the salmon trout he swallowed when a little time passed over fire pain seized on the devourer anguish came upon the swallower grievous suffering on the eater up and down the fish swam turning swam for one day and a second past the cliffs where flock the sea-gulls and the rocks where sport the sea-mews to the points of capes a thousand bays among a hundred islands every cape made declaration every island spoke in this wise nowhere in these sluggish waters in the narrow lake of alue can the wretched fish be swallowed or the hapless one may perish in the pain of burning fire in the anguish of its glowing then the aged Vinamoinen, secondly smith ilmarinen wove a net of bast constructed which from juniper they gathered steeped it in the juice of willow and of sallow bark they made it Vinamoinen, old and steadfast sent the women to the dragnet to the net there went the women sisters came to draw the dragnet and he steered and glided onward past the capes and round the islands to the clefts where flock the salmon and along the poen's island where the red-brown reeds are waving and among the beauteous rushes eager now to make a capture then he cast the net and sunk it but he cast the net out twisted and in wrong direction drew it and the fish they could not capture though with eagerness they laboured in the water went the brothers to the net the men proceeded and they swung it and they pushed it and they pulled it and they dragged it through the deeps and rocky places drew it o'er kalevala's shingle but the fish they could not capture not the fish so greatly needed came the grey pike never near them neither on the placid water nor upon its ample surface fish are small and nets not many now the fish were all complaining said one pike unto another and the poen asked the eyed fish and one salmon asked another can the famous men have perished perished kaleva's great children they who drag the net of linen and of yarn have made the fish net with long poles who beat the water with long sticks who move the waters old and famous Vinamoinen answered in the words which follow no the heroes have not perished kaleva's great race has died not when one dies is born another and the best of staves they carry longer sticks to sound the water and their nets are twice as fearful end of runo forty seven recording by expatriate in bangor maine